Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, you're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Yes, it's Friday. Yes, we're just a couple of days away now from the big game. We'll finally have our answer. Maybe around hour three today, we'll actually put in some picks. We'll hold hold us to the fire. Uh, Brad's got on his Philadelphia Eagles jersey, so I got a feeling what his pick is. Uh, I'll wait till then. We're going to talk to some people and. We'll make our picks in that third hour. Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Grizzlies. They got news going on always. Matter of fact, Memphis Grizzlies president of basketball operations and general manager, Zach Kleiman, scheduled to speak right now, I think. I think De- is Desmond Bain talking right now? I think they are. That kicked off at 11. Okay. And so we'll be getting uh, thoughts, maybe plans. I-, I doubt we'll get that to a great degree, but we'll certainly hear from the front office folks over the Grizzlies about what they did yesterday, and obviously now that's old news, but they did trade for Los Angeles Clippers guard Luke Kennard. We know that by now. We got that info there before we finished off our trade deadline show yesterday. Got a chance to weigh in on it, Uh, but we'll talk more about that today. Certainly weigh whatever the Grizzlies have to say about it, and then uh, obviously maybe do a little bit of reseeding the West. Now that the dust is cleared from the trade deadline, we'll see just where we'll ask Brad, we'll ask, uh, we'll have a little discussion Mm -hmm. about where the Grizzlies stand now that the dust has settled. Remember, they're back at it tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves down at FedEx Forum. That's a 7 p.m. tip. You can hear pregame right here on 929 FM ESPN at 6.30. That's right. 7 o'clock, Eric Hasseltine's going to give you the call there uh, as the Grizzlies look to even the season series with the Timberwolves. Yes, they're up 1-2 in that series right now. Timberwolves have taken two of the first three. We talked about Super Bowl 57, and we'll get all deep into that. Maybe do a little prop bets. Those kinds of things are always fun around this time. How long is Chris Stapleton going to sing when it comes to the National Anthem? Yeah, all that fun stuff. Uh, When it comes to the game, we know Eagles one-and-a-half-point favorites. That's been pretty much there all week long. That number hadn't moved in terms of the times I've checked on it. It's been there for the most part all week long. And Tigers uh, have another important game, important in the sense that they can't lose it uh, on Sunday against Temple. Of course, we'll touch on that. Story and a commercial appeal about the Tigers' uh, uh, attendance numbers. And these aren't new numbers because I believe they came out uh, over the summer, a little bit after the season had ended. But the actual butts and seats, remember last year how shocked we were to hear mm-hmm. that they didn't have over 10,000 in any game last yeah. season, that that actual butts and seats number, much different than the 13,000 or so that's announced, that actual butts and seats was 6,400. You wonder where it is now with them looking like they're trying to do so much to get people into that building. Remember, you go two years 
of under six thousand in actual turnstile count. Now they were sixty four hundred mm-hmm. last year. They weren't they weren't under, but you go two years under, and Grizzlies could terminate the lease on you. So so anyway, you know, worth touching on. Obviously, Tigers need as big a crowd they can get this weekend versus Temple, but. Memphis has got an attendance problem that at some point is going to have to get addressed, talked about, and, and, and we'll figure out how they can do that. Uh, before we get to all that, I'll set the show, of course, the great Anthony Sane, uh, my partner on the Grind Season podcast, who joins us every Friday morning. He'll be in studio here first hour. We'll ask him what he thinks of the Canard deal. Remember, Sane said he's going to do something crazy if the Grizzlies didn't do anything. We'll see if this was enough to satisfy uh, those demands, the Canard trade. And then... Um, in terms of uh, everything else we'll ask him about, we'll do the same discussion with him. Where did the Grizzlies now stand in this Western Conference? I've got some odds uh, from a local sport, from a sports book we know. Uh, maybe give us a little bit of a baseline in that discussion. Then about 1230 or so, uh, and, and you might be asking, well, why, J- why is Jason doing the, the rundown of who they've got on the show? Uh, we'll talk to John Martin, who I believe is right now on his way or about to be on his way out to Las Vegas to watch the Super Bowl wow. out there. Uh, I think he's going to be placing a big bet. I mean, that's what you go to Vegas for during Super Bowl weekend, right? Uh, we'll ask him about where he is, you know, all week long. I think for two weeks now, he said KC. We'll see if anything's changed with John. Uh, we'll ask him when he's coming back to work. Of course, I'll want to know that uh, most, and then uh, and then we'll move on from there. And then at one twenty-five, very excited, we'll get a chance to talk to former NFL defensive end, played for the Cowboys, Giants, and Ravens, and it was with the Giants that Chris Canty. Uh, won Super Bowl 46. Remember, they beat the Patriots. He is now one of ESPN's best analysts. Yes. Have you have you yes. have you listened to Candy? Have. have you watched him? Yes. I watch him all the time on Get Up. Yes. Um, he's got a fantastic radio show here on ESPN Radio. A big fan of his work and his analysis. We'll ask Chris his thoughts on Sunday's big game. Who he thinks the difference makers will be aside from. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. We know those guys have got to be good for their respective teams. But other than that, we'll ask him who those difference makers have to be. And, of course, you know whether Kansas City's experience here gives them any real advantage. We'll ask a guy who's been there, done that, played in the Super Bowl, and won it. So that's the show. Lots to get to. And like we said, as, as we're talking, I think Zach Kleiman's having a press conference right now to talk about the aforementioned trade yesterday, the Grizzlies trading for Luke Kennard. And a future second-round draft pick swap from the Clippers that was also in there. And a three-team trade also involved the Houston Rockets. Uh, yes, for the particulars, again, a little review. Grizzlies traded Danny Green to the Rockets and three second-round draft picks to the Clippers. Clippers sent John Wall protected draft considerations to the Rockets for Eric Gordon. Uh, and again, Kleiman going to be speaking on that today. I doubt we'll hear much in terms of what could have happened. If you read the reports... Uh, Zach Lowe wrote about it again this morning. I think others, including Woj, have said Grizzlies were apparently pretty aggressive yeah. in trying to go get OG Ananobi. They would have unloaded the clip, it appears, for a lot of these guys. So Zach Lowe this morning, I was very curious when I, when I read this, said that the Grizzlies did offer Toronto yeah. three first-round picks. Now, yesterday we changed because the market had changed. I'm not John and myself in mm. terms of uh, our opinion on whether or not the Grizzlies should go in on a deal for OG, and it was back to, now you don't go over two picks, because because why? The market had changed. There was more available at that point, and we said, again, now that KD is in Phoenix, man, where you stand in the West has changed. So how much you're willing to spend on an OG, a guy who's going to be fourth in the pecking order offensively, seemed like come. So I was surprised <laughs> to see that the Grizzlies were still willing to give up three. The thing is... 
at least according to, to Lowe's reporting, uh, is that Toronto was demanding that a high-level player come with those three picks. Yep. Uh, Indiana, apparently, at least according to Lowe, was also uh, offering three first-round picks for OG. We know that OG ends up remaining with the Toronto Raptors. They end up becoming buyers because they added Pirtle. Uh, don't send out anything, and there's no deal done uh, there. And so from that standpoint, listen, you clearly see they were aggressive in terms of, hey, we'll, we'll take a shot on OG, uh, no deal to be had, and I don't blame them for not throwing in a high-level player. I was talking about that earlier. I, I don't know who that guy is, If if and, and I agree with this, Ja, Jaron, and Bain are off limits right. as they were when the Grizzlies were interested in Kevin Durant last summer. I don't know who that other high-level guy is that the Raptors are willing to take in that deal. So my point is, I, I don't know that there's anything else the Grizzlies could have done here. And in fact, uh, you know, seeing that they they were interested in, in upgrading the wing position tells you that if it had been doable, uh, um, I think this front office would have tried to pull it off. And so from that standpoint, and you consider what Kennard brings, this is what we discussed yesterday. I mean, last three years, he's around 44% from three. He's a knockdown guy. I think they did what they needed to do, Brad, just in terms of at this point in time, not giving up the house, mm-hmm. part of the house, part of the future, not mortgaging part of that future to go make a move that probably wasn't going to move you up that much in the grand scheme of things in a new look west. I feel really good today about what the Grizzlies did and how they handled themselves because I think the fans, your instincts are to go, like we've been doing for a year or two, hey, go for it, go get the challenge is you've got three players that are off limits. You've got these picks that you're willing to use, but your war chest is limited outside of those three if you're not willing to, to push one of those dudes out, and you don't want to do that. So with the, the move they got to get a wing shooter, because really that's one of the things they needed, short of having a superstar like OG or a fourth option, I think the Kennard move's good. Plus, I mean, Danny Green and a bag of chips, you gave two second rounders. You gave you, up nothing for him. You didn't give up anything. I mean, you were going to get rid of those – at the end of the season anyway, a contract with, with Danny Green, and, um, you know, it's a relatively responsible contract. He's on contract for another two years. He's a good shooter. He's been a Grizzlies killer. So, like, I, I feel really good today. That's the thing is that, and Harrington was making this point, too, that contract that Kennard's got, you got another year with him next year and then a team option for a second, so you've got some control, but it's also very tradable. Yes. Like it's, it's also a contract that could be attractive if you're looking to make a move in the future. So there's a lot of reasons to like. I, I, re- I saw a lot of this was like all they did was go get Kennard oh. from the fans yesterday on Twitter, and, and I completely I it. understand it. But I think, again, consider the fact that the Grizzlies 15-16 and 16 against the West. Hell, they got to get it back going on the court yeah. right now. This West, like we said yesterday, is better. Uh, I, I don't think it was the time for the all-in mover to give up somebody you didn't want to to Toronto to try to push an OG on a Nobi trade. And in the grand scheme of things, like I said, probably doesn't push you up that yep. far. Mikel Bridges, that's a different conversation, but the Nets showed mm-hmm. yesterday they were clearly going to stick and stick with their guy. He's the best thing they got back in the Kevin Durant trade. They were not giving him up. And so, s- save for those two things, I don't think there was anything else out there for the Grizzlies to do in this situation. If you can't get OG or Bridges and you get Kennard, look, you're going to give him the minutes that you were given Danny Green. Those 15 minutes are going to go to him or the Zaire minutes, and you got a shooter on the floor who's going to do corner threes. I feel really good. I think the reality is they need to do some internal soul-searching because right now – 
This is the same team that went on this spree of wins right before we mm-hmm. had the losing streak same on the road. Top three defensively in the league. You saw it in the same game, the Chicago Bulls' first half versus the second half in the fourth quarter where you decide to play. It's like sometimes, and this is the same thing in the workplace or anything, sometimes the answer is there. I'm not trying to get all inspirational, but like, I mean, I think the Grizzlies are still in the top two or three in the West. I, I know everybody's really trigger-happy right now and saying, crap it on the Grizzlies like they're going to be this this bottom dweller and they're going to be in the play-in. I, don't, I disagree with that. Okay, two things there. Um, I agree with you that there is a lot of things the Grizzlies can fix easily on their own and put themselves in a lot better position in terms of the basketball they're playing. Steven Adams' return is one of those things. Hopefully Dylan Brooks getting out of this you know, slump that's the worst of his career. Even if he could get back to a decent level, it's such an improvement right now that that helps you so much offensively. I, I'm, I'm with you in that boat. That said, and, and I, w- I want to run this past you, on, on you saying there's still top two or three, yep. that's, that's where I, I, I have it. I, I'm starting to part ways with you because, listen, in terms of sports book, the way Vegas sees it now, Grizzlies tied for the fifth best odds to win the Western Conference. So, so, yes, as of today, the Grizzlies are 33-21 and 21 going in this game against Minnesota tonight. We know four games in back of Denver. Still got a two-game lead on the Sacramento Kings, who I'm not really worried about. Mm. It's, it's more the Clippers who are two games behind the Kings that have been playing some actually pretty good ball. They've won seven of their last ten. The Suns now, like there's going to be movement from those that aren't exactly right like, – uh, from folks other than the Sacramento Kings and Dallas Mavericks. Fa- the fact is, I don't believe much in those two teams, but I do believe in Clippers and Suns, and we'll see on Golden State, we'll see on some of these other teams. But uh, I say that to say this. So Phoenix, uh, this is according to FanDuel, plus 480 to win the uh, uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to win. the Nuggets, plus 750. Clippers now plus 1,200. Golden State. They've got ahead of the Grizzlies at plus 1,500. This is to advance to the finals. Yep. And then the Dallas Mavericks plus 1,800 uh, tied with the Grizzlies at plus 1,800. Tied for fifth. Yep. I think that's about where it's probably going to end up in the standings as well. Listen, I, I, would be, I, I would be thrilled if the Grizzlies can hold on to a top four seed in this new look west. Mm-hmm. Remember, your, your, your best wins so far this year have come against – Sacra- in terms of Western conversation, oh, I know. I've come against not Sacramento good. and Minnesota. It's not good. I believe they can be better. That said, these other teams that have made these moves, they're better than you. As far as I'm concerned, they are. Go out and prove me wrong. The Grizzlies have done that for a couple of years now yep. when I've had lower expectations and they've gone out and exceeded them by far. That said, it's going to be tough this year. Again, the, the Nuggets, who didn't really do anything except send Bones Highland out, they're they're solidified. They've mm-hmm. proven to me this year that they're going to be there in the mix there towards the end. Phoenix now, to me, best team in the West. Clippers playing great basketball again. Throw out the loss to Kyrie and Dallas the other night. Again, a team that's now looking and sort of rounding into form. Right. You know, Golden State have probably got my doubts on just because of Steph. But that, that's why I say there's still a possibility, it feels like to me, for four or five. Mm-hmm. It, it, dude, Brad, if they stay two or three, unbelievable. That Taylor Jenkins should be coach of the year if they stay two or three in this new look west. Uh, but I do think it's going to be tough. Yes, Luke Kennard helps you now, possibly helps you in the future, but this is a harder west today than it was yesterday, and you hadn't looked very good in the west yesterday. So so a lot's got to turn okay. up if you're going to be holding on to the number two seed in the west. My guess is Sane's going to agree with you. Here's what I'll say. 
I watched the Clippers lose to the Mavericks the other night with Kyrie Irving on the floor and no Luka Doncic. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And I saw it with my own two eyes. They were an eight-point underdog in the game. Uh, 538 has the Mavericks as the second to win the championship overall and be in the NBA final. Uh, they've got the Bucks and then the Nuggets and then the Grizzlies at 5 at 538. I'm not saying 538. 538's messed up presidential election, so they're not the end-all, be-all. The books are the ones. You're right on that. What I'll say is I'm not a big believer in the Clippers. That's just me. For whatever reason, the culture and everything they've tried, it doesn't matter what they do, doesn't seem to work. So I just I eliminate the Clippers out of the four discussion. The other one, I think the Mavericks are good now with Kyrie Irving, and I, I believe in that. I think Jason Kidd will figure that one out. I think the Nuggets are good. I think the Grizzlies are right there. Um, and the Suns, here's what I'll say about the Suns. The Suns have had injury problems, both with Booker, and then if you look at the bench in the second unit, it's thin now, especially if you take Bridges off of that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when you remove Bridges, I realize you're replacing it with a stud, like the best player ever in Kevin Durant as far as scorers right now. But, like, watch the Nets go make the playoffs now and make a little scare in the East. I'm telling you, it's like, I, I know that sounds bananas to people because everybody's stoked about, like, Kevin Durant's going to go change the world and the Suns are going to be top two, three. But I, I think sometimes organically, the, the potion in these things doesn't work out like we think. And you pointed it out perfectly. You get Adams back. You put on a, a backup shooter. We don't have any shooters now, so it's like you added at least one. You just hope that Brooks figures it out. But I'm, I'm going half, half glass half full, I realize. But I can listen to what you're saying. I, I understand where you're at. And everybody else seems to be on board with what you're saying. You really believe in Mavs. You know I like that, the Mavericks. That, that, I, I, won watched, on the I bet on them the other night. I said, I know Kyrie but, beat the Clippers. Before the game, I told Gabe, I said, you go watch the Mavericks go, go uh, ball out with Kyrie Irving. But here's why. Kyrie has to – this is his last – this is his last sunset before the big contract. Like, you've got to play right for the next four months if you want to get that $200 million, you know, four-year deal at a max, at a 50. And the Mavericks are the ones that are likely to be the ones to offer it to you based on where everybody else is in a bad spot. The Suns can't probably make that deal now. They got KD. Mm. Like, I'm with you that he's got to be committed. What I'm, what I'm curious about is how does it look when Luka's on the floor with him? That looked good when Kyrie was beating the Clippers by himself. Luka didn't play in that game, um, but they've got to figure it out. That'll you know, be the, tough. The usage when both are on the floor, yeah. and then defensively, what are they going to do? So still, be tough. But but I, I'm with you that it's two of the best ball handlers, probably one and two in the league, yep. and so that in itself uh, is a powerful thing. We'll see what our man Anthony Sainz got to say about it here next. Uh, he'll join us here in studio, hopefully for most of the first hour. We'll see what he thought of the Canard trade, examine some of what the Grizzlies, the front office, has been saying during this 11 a.m. press conference. We'll do all that when we get back. But before we do, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now. Use the promo code JSmith so you can get you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back. In bonus bet, if your bonus bets, if your first bet does not win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Uh, the props I've got my eyes on certainly Jalen Hurts going to go over under on the rushing yards. That'll be big. Is Kenneth Gainwell, the Memphis Tiger that's played so well in these playoffs for Philly, going to score an anytime touchdown? How about Travis Kelsey over on the receptions? You can do it all on a top rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid. Instantly, when you win on FanDuel, that money's back in your account fast. So join them today. 
with promo code JSmith to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and, of course, of 929FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com. Backslash sportsbook gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Anthony Saint is the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter. Better get it right. He's founder of Asylum Media Group, co-host of Grind Season. It's an Odyssey podcast that hopefully you're listening to and subscribe to. You can get it on the free Odyssey app. Follow Sane at Sane Asylum on Twitter. He joins us now. Zach Kleiman is speaking as we speak, and we're continuing to get more and more from him. He says, Anthony Sane, that he never shopped Dylan Brooks. Do you believe him? Before I answer that, uh, Jason, so make sure you add to my uh, accomplishments. Uh-oh. All-time winning this uh, stick ball, no, stick hockey champion at Pine Hill Community Center. All-time winningest. Stick hockey. Stick hockey. Super fun game. Look it up. Play that in the street. Nobody could beat me at it at all. Well, it's because you're like 6'5". No, it's a, it's just a game you sit down and play. What? I, I have to explain it to you. Well, you can't just leave that open-ended <laughs> and not and give me a brief explanation. What This, this uh, is not street hockey where you're in there? Out playing Mm-mm. our it's, form of no, hockey? No, it's stick hockey. You sit in this thing that looks like a sandbox. And this guy, you're sitting on one end, other person sitting on the other end, and you put like a bottle cap. You're supposed to put like, you're supposed to use to actually use like a modified hockey stick and a ball. But in the hood, we use a bottle cap and an actual stick. And we okay. call it stick hockey. And you would have to knock, the, knock the, the bottle cap off, and if it lands on your side, it's your go. You got to knock it through the middle and then knock it through this other little mouse hole. It's like mouse holes in the middle and a mouse hole on the end. And you get a point for 
knocking through the other person's uh, mouth hole. How, how, and nobody could beat me at that game. Good ever. Lord. Good Lord. I don't sir. think I ever lost, for real. I didn't, I didn't realize how – I mean – how tough was it coming up for you, bro? You <laughs> sticks and bottle caps? Yeah, that's what we was at, man. Yeah, we would we would go through broken glass bottles and all that type of stuff. Back when they were glass bottles, so yeah, yeah. You had to go through all that to get a bottle cap. You had to get you a good stick. You had to get you a stick that had like some rubber to it, where you can kind of, you know what I'm saying? You are a phoenix that yeah. you have risen from nah, that. We used to, yeah, that was that was a hood game, man. Shout out to Darren Newsom because he he remembers that game. He used to play it too. I never had to play stick hockey. Never played that one. Well, well Jason, we have some slightly different upbringing. I guarantee you, Zach Kleiman never played it. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you, he's never seen it. And I doubt, Dil- I doubt Dylan Brooks has. No, I know Luke Kennard has. He probably played actual like hockey, hockey though, because he's from Canada. So he probably played like on the outdoor ice rink, which is the thing up there. I see you scared to answer this Dylan Brooks question. Oh, no, question. come on so with we, it. So we can start with a softy like, what do you think of Luke Kennard? No, come on with the, with the first question. Re-ask it again. He says he did not shop Dylan Brooks. Do you believe him? Zach Kleiman. Parker Fleming, my good friend Parker Fleming from Grizzly Bear Blues, he asked me was I going to the press conference. And I said no because I don't feel like listening to Zach Kleiman lie to me in my face. Like I'm not going to sit there and have this conversation. Wow. He's lying, man. Like, okay, I mean, what are, you, what are we talking about, bro? Like you obviously – you obviously tried to shop Dylan Brooks yesterday, like. In one of these deals where they offered the picks. Let's do the math, bro. Like, so to Toronto, or, <laughs> yeah. Like, like you to. If, if, there's reports coming out that we offered for KD, that we offered for Miles Bridges, that we offered for um, OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. Let's remove KD from the equation. Let's remove the math of KD. Mikael, not Miles. Yeah, now we ain't yeah. touching Miles. No, we ain't. No, we ain't <laughs> hey, why we? No, let me leave that alone. All right, so, all right, so you let's remove KD from the situation. Yes. Are you really expect me to believe that you were going to bring in a guy who's better than Dylan Brooks, and Dylan, you your plan was to bring Dylan Brooks off the bench? Like you, you expect me to believe it? Right. They're they're not. No, the, I see your point. I mean, come on, man. Like that's if 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 I don't say anything else, that's my reason why he's lying. And my number two reason for lying is he's not going to say, yeah, we tried to offer Dylan Brooks. That's number two. Mainly because you have you have some type of negotiations with Dylan Brooks you're going to have to have this summer, whether that's. Hey, bro, we want we want you to be part of our family for right. this many years to come. Right. Or hey, don't just go sign with that team. Allow us to do a sign and trade with you, so we can get you a little bit of extra money. We don't get screwed, and we can see you where you want to go, namely Toronto, when when the summer comes again. Because if if I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet that the Grizzlies and Toronto will talk again about OG Ananobi this summer, because there's a different type of leverage next summer because. At that point, you're the Grizzlies with the guy who's had an expiring deal. Because I want to say OG's a free agent after next year. So it's a totally different. Well, yeah, he's got a player option. Yeah, so that's a totally different amount of leverage you're looking at. So um, he's lying, man. <laughs> like, there's no, there's well, no he, way. Doesn't he kind of have to if you're go, yeah, you going course. forward yeah, to your point fine. about yeah, what Because cool. now his feelings matter. Yeah, because yeah, you have to protect. Because if Dylan's still there, you have to have that conversation. You know what I mean? Like, so. Um, he's obviously lying about that. Any any deal you were making for Miles Bridges, oh, sorry, Mikael Bridges, or OG Ananobi had to include Dylan Brooks. You and would I, think, you, yeah. And and you're and not. Toronto wasn't going. They wanted a high level player. Right. And I and, guess they and, don't. And if you weren't, you weren't being serious. Like I mean, that's what were you? Yeah, like you. Um, and I also think because it is. This is another reason. I don't know what reason I'm on. I don't think their intention yesterday was just to come out with Luke Kennard. I think their intention yesterday was to have Kennard plus a guy who's a Dylan Brooks replacement. I think they want to replace Dylan mm-hmm. and gain Luke Kennard. I don't think the Danny Green plus something else deals with what they were offering. You weren't calling the Brooklyn Nets about offering Danny Green and picks for KD. Right. It was some amount of players that have some type of leverage. 
and everything that was being offered to Brooklyn was wings. It was Dylan Brooks, man. <laughs> I mean, let's stop the stop the madness. You know what I mean? So, um, to where we at now? Kennard, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm I think I'm super optimistic about the Luke Kennard acquisition because number number one, you got him for literally nothing. Nothing. Danny Green was and three second rounders. He literally nothing. he literally looked like a placeholder on the court. Like he was just <laughs> just roll just roll him out there because somebody else is going to be in this spot in a couple of games. And literally in a couple of games, we got that guy in Luke Kennard. You're talking about an insane three point shot maker. If you want to be wild, uh, Brad Carson, look up. Luke Kennard highlights. You'll see these two making some of the most Already ridiculous. Already ahead of you, bro. Some of the most ridiculous threes, like from range. Oh, that's stupid. Under under a duress. You know what I mean? He's like, great in the corners, too. Yeah, he shoots over 50% that dude is in the corners, the same which is where he's going to be. And, you, and you're having him and Desmond Bain. He slides into the, the Anthony Melton role as your backup shooting guard Yeah, off the bench. I, I was well aware of who he was. I knew he was a great shooter, but – Feels like he's hurt the Grizz too in yeah, some games and, like, and he's, with his shooting. I've seen that he's able to put the ball on the floor more than I thought he could. I thought he was like, you know, uh, um just a Duncan Straight, Robinson type yeah. dude. Like he can dribble the ball a little bit. I didn't I didn't realize that at all. Um I think he'll be fine. He played about twenty minutes a game uh for the Clippers. I think that's gonna go up here, closer to the twenty five minute yep. per game range. Uh I love it, man. I was going crazy on Twitter yesterday uh, and I was like, Man, y'all have to do something. And I and I wake up today even more satisfied seeing that they did make offers for certain guys. And I can't get mad at you about guys who are still on those teams. Like if those guys didn't get moved, I don't have any deal with that at all. Only only deal that I feel like we should have got involved in was Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. But I I definitely I'll definitely take Luke. Kinnard. I wanted another shooter, a guy who's a bona fide shooter. And I think that Kennard is a better shooter than Beasley. And you know, um, and poor poor Zach Climbing man, he's having a rough. A uh, few weeks, um, not rougher than Josh. <laughs> no, I'm saying dealing with John Morant, dealing with Dylan Brooks. Um, I, I I don't knock him for taking a brother who doesn't didn't have to wear a uh, a, a brace, an ankle bracelet. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not mad at Zach Kleiman for choosing the whitest white guy he could possibly find, probably in the NBA, former Duke alum. Uh, super purebred white guy. I'm not. I'm not this untainted. Untainted by any other race at all. Uh, I'm not. I'm not offended by him choosing to go that route over Malik Beasley, who wears an ankle bracelet on the court. So I, I understand his frustration. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so shout out to Zach Kleiman for doing something for me. Plus, you do see the reports that he was very active, including yeah. reaching out for Kevin Durant, um, Mikael Bridges, and also OG Ananobi. And I do believe that we're they're going to revisit. Ananobi stuff this summer. Settle this for me, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Saying, uh, my boss and producer Brad mm-hmm. Carson thinks the Grizzlies, as currently constructed and with this new West, can still be two or three mm-hmm. in the West. I say four to six. Where do you lean? I lean two to three, only because all those things are good that those teams got, but the Grizzlies are only responsible for the games in front of them. Like those teams might be good, but if the Grizzlies keep playing Grizzly basketball. They're they're going to be as good as their schedule in the games they win and lose. And I just because Phoenix is going crazy doesn't particularly mean they're going because if we go crazy too, you're talking about twenty something games. It doesn't mean all those teams are going to catch 26, you. Twenty six, twenty eight, yeah. Somewhere unless you're playing bad basketball. If the Grizzlies play good basketball the rest of the season, which I think they're able to do, I really think Kadar is going to change a lot, bro. Because we weren't getting anything from my bench. Like you getting hold on now. As far as holding the ship down, going to change a lot. 
change, so far, change far, a lot is getting Steven dude, back and Dylan being back. That's better, what I'm right? saying. When you get all those dudes back, when you all get, of it when together. You, when you okay, get Steve Adams back, everybody's back, then you got a guy on okay. your bench that at least that can be respected to take threes and make threes. Other than guys like, you know, the guys who we were throwing out there, that matters, bro. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think if they play Grizzlies basketball, what these other teams are matter or don't matter because those teams are behind you. And you're you're talking about are you gonna lose four are you gonna lose four games to those teams? Will you lose two to Sacramento who's behind you still? You gotta remember, bro, doing this the, doing all of this, the Grizzlies losing what eight out of ten or whatever they lost, they never lost those teams behind them never caught up. No, you're just falling farther behind Denver. Yeah, yeah you're falling farther behind Denver, but you never and the, Sac- and, Sacramento and, still didn't catch you and they beat you. you or know two what games mean? behind you. Yeah. So if the Grizzlies just turn up and start playing Grizzlies basketball, I don't think Sacramento can keep up with that. They'll pretty much stay the team they are. We've seen the Grizzlies play much better than they play now. Um, so I, I think they'll still stay around 2-3. I don't think they're going to fall. There's not enough games left. I don't Only because of that, I don't think there are enough games left. Hope, we had to start I, the season over a bit. I hope you guys are right. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah, they. Um, uh, I think they'll be fine. The chances of advancing through that first-round series, I mean, going to be so much better if you're up there rather than in that 4-6 to six range. Mm-hmm. How, how much do you believe or not believe in Clippers? Um, With what they've done, entirely new backcourt. For the most part, uh, they were playing they good basketball. They, I know they did they a lot traded, of stuff. They, they, they got Bones. Yeah. They sent Kennard out. They brought Eric Gordon back. And I want to say there's one other thing they did, but it sent John Wall out. Basically cleared out that mm-hmm. whole old backcourt and uh, brought in Bones Man, and Eric Gordon. I was listening to 92.9 yesterday, and it was the early morning show. And I don't know who they had on there. It might have been the three hosts talking. But they were talking about, Super like what super team formulas worked and which ones didn't. They're talking about the common denominator between the super team formulas. And something they talked about was the super team formula almost has to have a guy who is homegrown with that team, who was drafted by the organization, who represents that team's culture. And these these other these other attempts don't work. And you look at the Clippers, man, nothing about that team is organic. Everybody on that team is somebody they got from somewhere. It's just a bunch of guys who all just thinking about themselves, all trying to win a championship. No, It's not a culture. Yeah, it's no culture. It's just a bunch of dudes. dudes. And I think they just did more of the same at the break. That's interesting. Um, And if you look at all the successful, like, super teams, uh, the Heatles, uh, Dwayne Wade set the culture there. Paul Pierce was a longtime Boston Celtic before AG and those guys came. All the successful ones. Hmm. The Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. were NBA champions before KD even got there. Absolutely. And and um, I think that's more the formula. But I don't take what the Clippers are doing seriously. I think injuries are still going to play in. Interesting. They're still super old. They got bones. Highly, highly Mason Plumley was the other guy. It was a big. They got the two guards yeah. and Plumley. Yeah, I'm not really phased by them at all. They'll they'll stay around four or five uh, in the wow. Way. Maybe I'm, I'm too down on these. Y'all come up in here with all this bright sunshine. They're still going to be two or three. Yeah, it's a I team think, that's been struggling. And y'all of know late. I don't take the Dallas because I mean that's not that's not who the Grizzlies are though. I think that once they find their identity and they, and they start turning up, things will be fine. Um, but I don't take what Dallas did serious at all. I heard y'all talking about that. That's not working. Yeah, I'm, the Sacramento and Dallas, I don't, I don't believe <laughs> yeah, in. But I do believe working, in Clippers. Man. I believe in Suns, and maybe Golden State. And and the thing, uh, going back to what we were saying about, I'm worried about Golden State for real. I'm worried mm-hmm. about Golden State even making a plan. To be honest with you. But um, back to what we were saying about Dallas, because y'all were talking about that Kyrie beat um, somebody by himself. Yeah, that yeah, he can beat work. the Clippers the other night by himself. That can work, which is why. The same thing I talk about New Orleans about when they have uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion. Mm-hmm. They both do the same stuff. But when there's just one of them, yeah, they can roll. Because I it's, this point I was it's, making it's one guy with the ball in his hand. He's they, distributed Luka to everybody. Luka wasn't playing the other night. Which is why I think Phoenix is going to be incredible because you've got a, you got a 
an all-time point guard in Chris Paul, setting the table for two of the best scorers in NBA history in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. That can work. Can it still work with a broken down, Chris? Because that's what happens every playoffs. I think it can now with, those, with <laughs> yeah. the other dudes. Because somebody else is going to come. You're going to get John Wall. You're going to get somebody and else. buyout. There. Oh, my. They, that Phoenix team is scary, like for real. Um, I think they, they will lack a lot of depth, but it depends on how the buyout market looks. But I'm super afraid of them. I'm super, I don't care where they are in the standings. Like that, don't get that conversation twisted. I'm not picking the Grizzlies to come out of the West. Like if, if Phoenix gets rolling, I don't care where they are in the West, especially if they're, they're at uh, – if we're three and we're six, we might get our ass about their do, first Do you round. feel that same way with Phoenix when it comes to whoever comes out of the East? Ah, uh, man. I don't Boston. know, man. Because, like, we talked about that, that continuity. I think that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. Boston constantly knocking at the door, knocking at the door. Yeah. I think if those guys get in, they'll run over anybody, no matter who's on the other side. But that Phoenix wow, team's going to run over KD. Man, that team's going to be scary, man. Like, like, I'm giving Phoenix all these props. But at the end of the day, there's only one basketball. That guy's 30 points count just like this other guy's 30 points. You know what I mean? So – Regardless of the names, you still got to go out there and play basketball. Um, I, I'm predicting Phoenix to win the championship, of course, but it just depends, man. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston was like, all right, we're here. We're about to blitz whoever this is because y'all don't, y'all don't have – y'all may not have the level of hunger like we have. Like, yeah. we've, we've been knocking on the door for a championship for the last five or six years. So, who sure. knows what, uh, what Boston would do. And like we talk about all the time, man, in regards to the Grizzlies, a lot of fans – I was freaking out yesterday – only if they didn't do anything. To see how active they actually were and believing the, rep- the, rep- the majority of the reports I'm yep. seeing, I'm fine with what ha- how la- yesterday played out. And I always point us back to the Boston Celtics. They were, like I said, they were a young team. They gave the, the Cleveland LeBron teams all the hell they wanted when Tatum was a, a rookie mm-hmm. and Brown was a second-year player. Gave them all the hell they wanted. They, had, they continued to progress. They continued to stay in the hunt. And now they're one of the better teams in the league. As long as the Grizzlies stay competitive, I as long agree. as they start keep yeah. managing themselves like one of the top teams in the league, which they did yesterday, I believe, by doing something to shore up one of your problems. As a fan, I'm fine. You know what I mean? So, um, because we're still we still have a long runway in front of us when you have two NBA All Stars, the only team in the Western Conference. Even after these trades today, no, I'm wrong because Dallas has two also. But the only team in the West before the trades yesterday that had two All Stars. Word the Memphis Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant. They're 23 years old, man. You know what I mean? Yep. So you have, a, you have a little bit more wiggle room. You don't have to make the desperate move. You don't have to make the splash move, but you have to stay competitive. You have to constantly keep your roster current, keep your, your roster ready for whatever that next phase is. And I think that they're on the path to do that, especially I, I think that I, you're, you're probably not going to be able to compete with, compete with a team like Phoenix. If you did, I wouldn't be surprised, though. But if you're, if you're not able to compete with a team like Phoenix – or whatever, whoever's in the West, Denver, whatever it is, you're still in a good place. You don't have to panic about anything because you still have guys that are super young that are gaining that, un- that hunger yeah. like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown have done over the last four or five years. So I'm, I'm generally optimistic. I like the Canara pickup, one of the better shooters in the league to add with Desmond Bain. You could put some scary lineups out there if you want to go small and mix things up. Instead of going Ja Tyus, you can go – instead of going Ja Tyus Bain, you can go Ja Canard Bain, and you have two – Insane shooters on the court, but John Morant at the same time. And you, you've got to respect both of those guys while they're out there. And John just might be out there going crazy. If I was asking you to predict um, what the rest of Dylan's season's going to look like mm-hmm. and then what happens this offseason mm-hmm. with him, what, if I was asking you to, to do that today on February 10th, realize a lot, what, what would you say? To be honest, I'm terrified of what that might look like. And that, that's where my optimism pauses because not particularly as a knock on Dylan, but just as a natural reaction. Because regardless of what they're saying, 
Dylan has felt a way about this summer the entire season. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. And if I'm Dylan Brooks, I'm like, look, man, I had the reputation of being a guy who had no conscience as far as taking shots. I had this label that was put on me. I've made a conscious effort to try to be a different player to make this team better. And y'all out here booing me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I took, I, like eight, I, I took like eight shots, man. Like I, You know what I mean? I had a bad game, only made one of them. But I was like one of eight from the field, whatever he was in that last game. And he's definitely trying to do better. He's like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to get mine. I'm trying to do the right thing. And then I'm still hearing that y'all, you know. And, they, and I'm not going to say they did, but let's be honest. It looks like they tried to move Dylan yesterday. Because there was no way that you were was, – was, did y'all think Dylan was coming off the bench for KD? Right. You know what I mean? No. So if you're going after Kevin Durant, uh, Mikael Bridges, um, OG Ananobi. You would have thrown in whatever you had to. You were doing – you were trying Dylan to – if, if you were going to trade three three and four first-round picks, they didn't value Dylan that much, man. Let's, let's just be honest. You know what I mean? So I'm sure he feels a way. I'm sure he's worried about this summer. And um, just being honest, man, I could see – my fear is that I'm not fearing that somebody comes in with a wow offer for Dylan. I'm fearing that his market kind of dries up and he just takes whatever because he feels away because Memphis didn't want to pay him. And he takes like a, mm. you know, a $10 million a year, two-year, $20 million. I, I would not be surprised if we see him leave for way less than what you would have thought he was supposed to take. Or he comes back here for way less than what you thought he was supposed to take. Um, you want him at this point as part of it going forward. Um, I don't, like, I don't know, no? man. Like, I, I just wonder. I wonder what his temperament is going to be for the rest of the season. Like, that's I'm really curious about what that's going to be, man. Because just talking to people in locker rooms, you know, it's like he's just not right. Like, his he's 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 dealing with all this, whether it's personal stuff, whether it's on the court stuff, whether it's trade deadline stuff. So you're at a point where you don't know if it's the best thing for this franchise going forward to have Dylan Brooks under contract it, it, on that wing. It needs to be somebody there, and I, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> How easy it's going to be to get somebody this summer? Well, wasn't this year supposed to be about figuring that out, getting yeah. to the playoffs, and figuring out if if you do need Dylan Brooks now in that fourth slot? No, I, I mean, think that's in, I think before the trade deadline was the was that was that point, mm. and I think that um, I think that they really thought they were going to get or could get OG Ananobi, and that that just didn't happen. And now you're stuck with Dylan Brooks here, and he's really got you by the balls because he could dip. He don't he don't have to do anything with us. He could just say, "Okay, I'm gone," and then the Grizzlies are left, you know. Empty-handed. That could that that scenario could very well happen. You know what I mean? If if he feels a way about this organization or about this city, he could very well just get up out of here. And, and we, you know, there's there's nothing stopping Dylan from just leaving this summer at all. Same way we talked about Dallas with the Kyrie Irving thing. It could be the very same situation with us and Dylan. And we've got Zaire Williams as your small forward. Going, you know what I mean? That's or or, or Santi or whatever you're doing. I mean, that could be it. Could be one of those type of situations for real. Does tonight feel important? In the sense, yeah, Chicago is important. You had to end that streak and all that, but it feels like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're down to Minnesota in the, in the regular season series. Uh, they've won two, you've won one, yeah. and you know everybody's made their moves now. And it mm-hmm. feels like if you're going to be that team that's going to hold on to a two or a three, yeah. this needs to be some of the yeah, business you, you're taking you care of. You need to win all these type of games, uh, especially against this Minnesota team. This is at home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to pick up. This, you need to win this game tonight. You need to look like prime Grizzlies. I know you don't have Stephen Adams still. You probably won't get him until after the All Star break. But you, you need to look like something that resembles a team that was on an 11-game winning streak and not a team that's been sputtering, uh, losing 8 out of 10. So, um, yeah, I think this is a, it is a game that you know is a team that wants to beat you. Right. This, this Minnesota team, you beat them the first game at home. You lost two straight on the road to them. Um, 
uh, Anthony Edwards out there dunking on folks and stuff, you you kind of you kind of want to come back and win this game tonight because you know it's a game team that's coming at you. Uh, Mike Conley's going to be back tonight. Um, yeah, man, we need to we need to pull this. You out. you got any more belief in Minnesota now that having made the move, moving off D'Angelo, bringing in Mike? Do you believe in them more than you did, or is it about the same? Nah, is it still, man? They don't know what. Like they're I doing. said, these post trade deadline moves, people forget you're talking about twenty something games. It's going to take that team a while to even get going to get acclimated with Mike Conley being in there, a different type of point guard. Um, they're, they're, they're clearly leaning more towards handing the, the reins to Anthony Edwards, which should have been the plan this summer. Instead of K- 100%. If anything, you should have put guys out there, got a real point guard, and other guys that could really build around Edwards, but you want to go, you want to double down on rim protection, uh, which is crazy. But uh, I, don't, I don't take them serious at all, and it just makes the trade they made this summer look that much dumber when you see the landscape of the West now. Nobody's talking about Minnesota as far as being anything. And these guys, people are talking about they were going to be better than us this year. And they not showed that at all. So, um, but yeah, the Grizzlies definitely need to win this game tonight. Um, it would it would really help with the momentum. There'll be two straight wins, <laughs> so we have a new win streak we're building on. But uh, yeah, we need we need to pull this one out. My man Marginal's got a column up of the commercial appeal saying that you know perhaps in this new look West, the Grizzlies can go back to the old underdogs, the plucky yeah, beat underdogs, them, beat them dudes again, get man. that narrative yeah. again because that's whatever can, whatever whatever momentum whatever. Uh, motivation. You Can you need, really man, do with. that after you've you've done a little something and then talk nah. the talk? Can you really go back to plucking little underdogs? Every, everything that we're doing, <laughs> everything that we do on Twitter, he responded with, "Hey, I thought y'all, I thought y'all were fine in the West." Because it was like, "Y'all fine in the thought West?" Y'all go up get, the chimney. You try to get like, KD. Oh, you fine in the West? But you try to get OG. Oh, yeah, you fine uh-huh. in the West? But you try. It's like everything. Oh, you had to go get a shooter. Oh, I guess I, I thought y'all were fine in the West. Like, so everybody's giving us grief about that. Um, that's that's going to be our thing the rest of this season. And if in whatever round we could put out in, if we lose in the West, <laughs> it's gonna be oh I guess the Grizzlies weren't fine in the West. If we go to the conference finals and lose, it'll be oh I guess they weren't fine. In the West. I mean you'll hear that. So uh, I don't think that'll ever die. But I think internally they will. There is pressure off of them now. You, know you think I mean? there's been too a little bit too much overkill on Ja in terms of the the the. Don't get me started. No, no, not at all. Ja has to. This good for him. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to come out of this, man. Like if. I was listening to Jason Williams talk about it here on this station, the clip that y'all play. And he's absolutely right, man. If these guys are part of your brand, part of your enterprise, people that you're calling family, yeah. this is somebody that's a non-blood relative that you're calling family, you have to hold those people accountable, man. Like, those people represent you, and they can end you as much as they can support you. You know what uh, I mean? 100%. So um, he's just got to be more careful, man. And I'm not, I'm not – I said this on uh, the Grind Season podcast, which you can hear on the Odyssey Network um, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We got one that we recorded last night. You can hear it. We had fun last night. Um, if if you're going to bring if, – if those type of guys are going to be around you, you have to hold those guys accountable, man. Like, it's just it's, – there's nothing else you can say about it. And uh, like, like I said, I'm not going to tell somebody, cut your friends off. Because like you said, this is, a, this is somebody you're calling – you're talking about like he's family. He calls him brother at any time he talks yeah, about him. Yeah, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But you have to take him – and don't just let him be your partner. Let him be your business partner. Do what LeBron did. You know what I mean? Make him a millionaire. Say, hey, man, let me, let me pay for you to go get these classes or pay for you to go do this or right. go get this certification. Let me let you really show, move like I move for real, not right. just because of me. Let me empower you to be whatever. If they start yeah, a record LeBron's label. LeBron's got the blueprint with that. You know what I mean? If they, if they start a record label, if they start whatever, open up a shoe store or whatever, whatever it is, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like do that with them. And, and and empower him instead of letting him be a liability. Because right now, 
that's clearly what that connection is looking like. But I'm not gonna tell that man to cut his friends off. Like I hate to, I hate, even hate to hear people say that. To be honest with you, but um, like make your friends better, man. Like hold them accountable to be better. Well, because yeah, your position has changed. And at that like, point, you're not you're not cutting them off. They're cutting themselves off because they can't rise to where you are. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. let them make the decision whether they want to be around or not. So um, I, I really think I really think Ja can make this city a magical place over the coming years. But it's all up to him, man. He's he's got to he's got to knuckle down and just start maturing. Because I'm I'm the 23 year old stuff doesn't work because there's a lot of 23 year olds in the NBA and there are not many guys moving like Ja's doing. So. He's got to take his own responsibility. I don't. I don't see how you know there isn't some sort of look at or self reflection after mm-hmm. all that's been put on him with the social media, everything else that's come back mm-hmm. with what's been put out there. Uh, you would just hope that it's a it's a moment of growth. He's he's he gets that. He's got to he's got to get that right. Yeah. He, it, and we ain't just talking about one incident. You go back to this summer where you and I were mm-hmm. saying the same right. things. Oh, he's got to learn from this. Right. Like you can't keep doing it. Yeah. Nike. Everybody else gonna start calling. He's got it's, it stuck. It's he's, common sense. He's got it stuck in his head that he's a victim and that people are against him. And as long as people are co-signing that, that's what it's going to be. You know what I mean? So uh, I hope he grows out of it. He really needs to grow out of it. The city needs to grow, him to grow out of it. And um, But, yeah, man. Yeah. I think, like I said, yesterday's trade deadline was super fun. I was glad to to be super interactive on Twitter about it. I was losing my mind as the closing moments were coming up. It looked like we were going to do nothing. I was like, man, I'm about to pick a new team tonight. I'm about to pull the Fletch and just say I'm done with these dudes. How disappointed would you be if they're a first-round exit this year in a better way? It depends on who you get. Because if you fall to three and you got – you Depend, get the Suns You're right. It depends on the team. It's, if it's the Suns, it, Yeah, because it might take the Suns a while Mavs. to get going. No, if it's the Mavs, I'd be mad because we should, we should get them dudes about it. Um, how mad would I be with the first-round exit? It depends on who we play. It does. That's, a, that's, the, yeah. that's the best But if it's thing. like Minnesota well, it or somebody the or like – Yeah, yeah. Or, or the Clippers or somebody, I'd be upset for sure. Uh, yeah. What will you be doing for the Super Bowl this weekend? And who are you picking? Be, my brother is having a get-together. I will be at his house. Um, we'll be watching that. Um, I'm pulling for Philadelphia. I think they're going to win. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I am, I am pulling for Philadelphia. But I, I, I think I'm climbing the uphill battle because I think Kansas City is better than them, but I'm pulling for Philadelphia. Okay. Because the way they treat the brothers over the years, man. <laughs> the, the a long way. lineage of black quarterbacks who came to Philadelphia. I'm trying to think of all of them. I think it's like about six of them that I can. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, you had Donovan McNabb. You had Michael Vick. Vick. Um, McNabb. Cunningham. More, I, I just can't think of their names. Now Jalen. Yeah, that's at least four. I couldn't come up with yeah, that. Through the years, man. Brothers, brothers have done well in Philadelphia, so. I rock with him. We got a brother doing pretty well in KC. We count we count him as a brother. Oh, here we go again. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> hey man, you gotta sign up for Sound this like brother. Like John Martin life, coming up in here. Man, hey. my grandma said one drop of black blood in here. Hey, I understand it, and I'm talking to a biracial man. I understand mm-hmm. it, but you can with that drop. John of blood, tried to do that to me the other day too. But what I'm saying is, and then he yeah he tried to make Patrick Mahomes white. But nah, see, but hey, if you want to be with him, a black man. daddy, you can't make <laughs> I, that listen, name. Understand it. That that part is true. The blood part is definitely true. But you also have to choose to be a brother, Smith. You've chosen to be a brother. You can. Well, oh well, a lot of times it's how you it's it's how you're perceived as well. It's how yeah. you're treated, oh, that, oh, and you or, will know what, what you cling and to. And so for me, yeah. who you know didn't have the straight hair and all that, and right. couldn't pass as white, <laughs> it was the rest of the world telling me too, you oh, black. No, you're a bro- you're a brother. You black. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, brother. Yeah. And then that becomes part of it. But no, man, it's his, it's history. And Black History Month, oh, yeah, having the sure. first Super Bowl mm-hmm. with two black quarterbacks, it's, and it's a black a quarterback thing. will win. A black quarterback will win. So I want the blacker guy to win. But <laughs> <laughs> you with this untainted stuff. Yeah, untainted white man, the, Kennard, untainted black man. Yeah, I was the pure, pure black, like the pure no, bread black I'm not bro. saying biracial man, versus crazy. black. I'm saying 
That, 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 that's why that's how it came off. Mahomes doesn't, Mahomes doesn't cling to the black culture enough for me, bro. I mean, I'm just being real. But, I mean, shout out to him, though. Yeah. I, I'm, if it was him versus anybody else, I probably go, go. I ain't gonna lie, I pulled for uh, Have you seen the videos of his daddy? Yeah, his daddy is a brother, brother. Man, which, that's which, what I'm saying. Which, which and I he don't understand how bro. he's like, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. I got it. Anthony Sane. He's pulling for yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. Pulling for the Eagles. They treat their black quarterbacks well over there in Philly. <laughs> uh, listen to him on the Grind Season podcast twice per week. You can get it on the free Odyssey app. He's the Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter. You need to be following him if you're not already at Sane Asylum on Twitter. Brother Sane, always appreciate, man, appreciate this time you, on Fridays, brother. Go watch your Luke Kennard highlights, man. man. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch him. Oh, get, yeah. get high on them Luke Kennard highlights. Oh, he is down. Anthony saying, we'll be back. We got the uh, rundown coming up. Second hour, we'll talk to uh, my co-host, John Martin. Uh, he's headed out, I believe, to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, at least to watch it out there. And then 125, third hour, we'll have Chris Canty, ESPN analyst, former uh, New York Giant, won Super Bowl 46. We'll break down the Super Bowl with him in that third hour. You're listening to Jason and John Show, 929 FM, ESPN. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.